Welcome to Into the Mystic podcast. My name is Juliana Lavelle, and I'm a yoga educator and spiritual medium mentor. And today I wanted to chat a little bit about dogma and yoga. It's something that I'm very passionate about as I've had an issue with it probably most of my life. Um, And dogma, if you are not aware of the term, simply means um, believing that your ideology, religion, or path um, pertaining to your spirituality is the right way the only way, the right way. And a lot of religions, unfortunately, end up on this path of um, believing that their way is the only way, the right way. Um, and I've, I've chatted a little bit about this briefly in other conversations on this podcast, but I've had the urge for a little while now to open up about it as I believe it is a really important pillar of what I have created in into the mystic yoga teacher training um, and even the way that I teach and lead and guide in my yoga practice in my life in my art is coming from this very non-dogmatic approach so to me that means freedom how can we create space for us as individuals to express ourselves and feel free to explore make mistakes get messy and not be wrong in the journey because that in essence is all that we're really doing here (laughs) on this life is a journey and each of us has a very individual and unique purpose and process that we might be called to go through and this calling can stem from Um, things that we need to heal from the childhood, our childhood, from patterns from our parents. But even deeper than that, it can go back to um, our ancestors, ancestral wounds that we carry forward unconsciously, as well as common archetypes or common threads that we bring from the collective subconscious or unconscious realm. So when we talk about the subconscious, the unconscious, these are levels of frequency that are always vibrating around us, kind of like the electromagnetic waves that we don't see in real life, yet you're listening to my voice on this podcast through the ethers. So we also are 
able to connect with this deeper level of ourselves and create a deeper understanding of who we are and perhaps create space for healing. So my intention is always to find healing so that we can live a more free, more abundant existence. So on that note, I believe that it's really important that we have the freedom to choose what traditions, what practices speak to us to assist us on that journey. And for me, I grew up in a very fundamentalist um, Christian family. Um, At the time, during my childhood, my dad was heavily into uh, Christianity. We all come from, on my dad's side, uh, Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. And I think my mother was too. But um, underneath that, there was a level of mysticism, um, specifically in my mom. I believe that the, my, the Catholic side of the family has it as well. It's just heavily kind of buried in the patriarchal structures of a religion, um, which I appreciate for some of its traditions. But my mom um, and dad separated when I was very young, when I was two. And my mom carried on to, um, to lean heavily into her mysticism. So her um, her way of surviving as a single parent with, with two little kids was to, um, to believe in magic and to sense and experience the magic around her and through her creativity. So my mom was also an artist and a writer and, uh, she was my primary giver, caregiver growing up. So I was obviously very influenced by her. Um, and she started to get into um, traditions like the tarot, working with crystals and energy healing, um, as well as her uh, master's in counseling psychology background. She's has that academic side of her. Um, but it was the mysticism that was um, very important and healing and real for her. And so we lived in an area where there was a lot of um, First Nations culture. And I spent a lot of time um, roaming around this area by the beach and the coast of Vancouver. And we also learned a lot about First Nation traditions in our elementary school growing up. And I used to count the eagles and connect with my passed away great-grandfathers, and I would talk to them. And so my experience of, um, of the mystical came from a very young age. And then I began to explore uh, yoga a lot more. Um, I was curious about it as a teenager, but then again, um, in my early 20s, 
after I was coming out of a kind of heavy drug, alcohol, addictive phase of my very early 20s, I I reached a breaking point where I realized that the partying was not conducive to my well-being and I had to stop and I had to shift gears. And it was during my pregnancy, I think, with my daughter, I started to practice prenatal yoga and became drawn to the traditions more. This was around the age of 23 and I'm 34 now about 11 or 12 years ago and so it was after my pregnancy that I or after childbirth I had a near-death experience my daughter and I both had a near-death experience at childbirth it was traumatic she was the big baby and I was there were some complications and anyhow that experience was very pivotal for me in realizing um, the power that moves through me, the power that, um, and the will that I um, can express when needed, this force. And a certain realization that I can really do anything, I can conquer anything, and um, this mother bear kind of fire that was illuminated through having a child. And so my sense of freedom and sovereignty started to come back. And I realized that a lot of the things that I was taught by the church growing up or the school that I was, you know, I bumped around to a lot of different schools growing up, but everyone seemed to want to feed you different ways and structures, ways of living, ways of learning, what you should do when you grow up, what you should be, how you should do things. And it felt like it was taking the power away from me. It was a disempowering way of of learning. I felt like there was less and less freedom to choose, less freedom to explore, and less freedom to use my own imagination and my own creativity. I felt like I was always being told to paint within the lines or um, write my story in a certain structure in a certain way. And while there is um, some benefit to to uh, learning, I felt strongly, and I feel strongly too, that our academic system is so outdated. We learn so many things um, that are not really useful. <clears throat> so it's important to me to... Um, unlearn, to take the time to unlearn and reclaim my, my sovereignty, my freedom. And so the yoga practice has created such a beautiful container for that, as we need to be able to stop the perpetual race of daily life. It's like this system that it's like a hamster wheel that's tricky to get off of sometimes. It gets so wrapped up. Even with finances, we end up entangled with responsibilities or people that go to school and then they have all this debt. It's almost like a trap. But it's not a trap that you can't get out of. There is always a way and there's always helpers. There is always, always a way. 
and using your intuition and your freedom, your sense of freedom to ask for help. And that's something that um, has become a big learning experience for me. As much as I've grown into my independence as a person, it's been really important for me to have moments of surrender where I know that I can't do life alone. And that's when angels show up, people show up, situations, um, when I'm open to letting that in. And so a part of my spiritual journey has been learning about ancient traditions. So learning through the elders of the First Nations, learning through the ancient Indian sages, the Vedic texts, learning through my daughter, through children, learning through the trials of life, the challenges, learning through the Catholic tradition, the ways of my grandmother, the ways of my ancestors, my lineage of pagans from Ireland, from France, from England, going back into the 15th century. We didn't have technology. We didn't have hospitals like the way we do. Women were often healers because we are intuitive. These intuitive gifts aren't just for women. Everyone has a pineal gland. Everyone has intuition. But the women were the caregivers of the children primarily. And in order to be keen to the needs of children, we have to be equipped with this innate sense. When our children are needing food or needing medicine or love. So my journey of reclaiming um, my sense of spirituality, something that meant, um, that had a personal connection to me. And that's an, an unfolding journey that I think I will always be on. But through that, I, my artistic self um, craves exploration so sometimes I in the last 10 years I've explored wearing a bindi a bindi is the little jewel that you place at the third eye and it's an Indian tradition but it's not just an Indian tradition the Egyptians the ancient Egyptians among many other cultures have adorned the third eye so sometimes I feel that there can be this like heavy level of sensitivity in cultures that perhaps have been exploited. You know, I know the Native Americans have been exploited on such an awful level throughout history that there's no doubt sensitivity. There's no doubt sensitivity for being exploited. But what's important is that the fear and the sadness over things that have happened in the past shouldn't erase 
the richness of the tradition or the use of the traditions because the traditions are often like medicine. Recognizing the third eye, recognizing the space in our brain that is our pineal and our pituitary gland. This is our intuitive center, a place of hormonal regulation, a place where we transcend duality, right and wrong, and we can really come into that unity consciousness. That's something that is vital to the well-being of the planet, of the individual. So for me, being able to explore these things like making dream catchers, dabbling in um, traditions that mean something to me, and they do, as well as reclaiming my inner witch and I feel I feel exploited during Halloween when witches or not even just Halloween when Hollywood makes women and witches out to be something negative and evil to me that's exploitation but I don't believe that anyone should um, stop expressing themselves as what inherently might feel true to being a witch. Nobody can own truth. Nobody can claim ownership on a tradition or truth. So what's vital, I do believe, is that we can choose love over fear and recognize that we are all human beings We are all spirits. We are all spiritual beings regardless of our religion, our ancestry, our faith. There is a common thread that ties all of us together. And that unity consciousness that we are all born from and we will all return to when we pass is love. And I do believe that love will prevail, love will win, regardless of whatever dogma or sense of separation that might come about even in the industry of yoga or whatever it is. Let there be space for diversity. There is diversity in nature. We need all the plants. We need all the bacteria, all the fungi. We need We need diversity. We need diversity in our human beings. We need um, trades, talents of all sorts. So letting all the creatures, all the people be in their true, free sense of expression. And that's what I wish for today. Namaste. Namaste.